that's yeah nothing nothing matters especially we decide who's gonna football. host this one uh rock paper scissors <laughs> sure why not rochambeau let's go one two three oh I, I usually okay we're gonna try this again rock paper or rock paper scissors shoot you know what you just take it I don't, okay fine whatever we, hello we everyone too much of a delay to actually do this i don't know what the hell we were trying to accomplish who gives a shit <laughs> nothing matters Hi, folks we, we led with that it's uh saturday december 23rd it's uh brigham young money episode i forgot a long time one, ago four three is it one four three look at that beautiful uh we're getting up there folks it's greg it's jordan official master's degree owner yeah you, you have to be nice to me i'm a master now you are i yeah. don't the funny thing is, like, I don't know what that really means or anything. It's just like, all right, fine. I, I, I guess I have another thing to hang on the wall. No, that's awesome. It's an accomplishment. It, you know, I am never going to get one. So <laughs> you should. It's never too late. <laughs> 40 year old man in a college classroom. Hey, you're, you're getting close to that age where if you actually go back, you might make the news for when you graduate. Oh, you that's... won't believe it. This. 45-year-old man finally accomplished something that he's been putting off for years. That would be amazing if it took me seven years to get a master's degree. Well, I, I mean, we're running out of World War II veterans to do that for us. So it's now just yeah. like, uh, uh, okay. uh, this, this person who spent most of his 20s slacking off went back and accomplished it. <laughs> oh, how about this? Okay, if I can convince the United States government to uh, pay for my school – uh, via stolen valor and the GI Bill, <laughs> then I will get a master's degree. You know that's fair. Um, that's like one of those interesting things. Is I I did use my GI Bill and all that two four two. And there's always like As two lines. There's two lines of thought for this too. Because like the first one's always like, uh, "This is awesome. I earned this." And the other one, which is the one I took, was, "This is awesome. Everyone should have this." Yeah, I 100% agree with that, but that unfortunately is not the country we live in. No, but no. We, if uh, it is available to you, like, no, hey, you should absolutely. No, it, it, take I mean, it's like the that. line that I've been seeing on Twitter a lot lately. Like, we're about to show Yemen why we can't afford healthcare. It's like, dude, phenomenal. did you see, just on that subject, did you see that uh, via US taxpayer money? Uh, is Israel is now getting uh, subsidized healthcare and subsidized childcare? <laughs> uh, why not? That that almost sent me into a spiral when I read that ha- headline earlier this week. What can you say? <laughs> what What can you say? Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Do you know what's uh, not incredibly depressing and has been actually uh, making me laugh and and kind of sustaining me through this holiday season? What's that? Have you been abreast of the gay sex scandal in the Senate? Yes, I have been. Um, it was a fun video to see. It's like, oh, okay. Have they have they caught the perpetrators yet? Yeah, I think it was someone from Senator Cardin's office from Maryland, and they just had to fire him. 
Yeah. It's like you just, can't, just you can't be ass. filming that in the chamber. Yeah, sorry, you can't you can't be getting raw dogged in the uh the Senate. Although how dare you dishonor this building where we established slavery for a good century before we decided to get rid of it? There seems to be some clarification that is needed about the gay sex scandal. Hello everyone, citizens of America. It is I Gay Bane. And as I continue to corrupt and dissolve the United States of America wholeheartedly and deliberately, it is I who must come clean and confess I was having gay sex in the Senate. It was me all along corrupting your institutions. I'm getting cornholed. Sander Bain, you're out of order. Do you feel in charge? Do you feel? That's exactly what I said to the man who was in doggy style position. Oh, my dear God. And if you're Merry- wondering, I kept the coat on. Merry Christmas, everybody. And a Happy New Year! We are celebrating with gay sex in the Senate. I don't know if I agreed to you doing this before we started recording. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm just happy that we finally found the perpetrator and that we can we can bring people to justice and we can uh, clean up the hallowed reputation of the United States Senate. I am the Senate's reckoning. Uh, hilarious. You know, I, I always loved it. I mean, it goes back to like when like Fetterman before he just became like the weirdest person on the Senate. Dude, he's he's turned into like he's anamorphed into Kristen Cinema. I I know, like almost fashion based too, because like Kristen Cinema was kind of pushing the levels of like what Fetterman was doing first when she was like wearing like blossom like denim jacket vests and all that. Yeah, right. It's like, what are you doing? Manny picks or manic pixie dream girling all over. Manic pixie dream girl, except for it's for uh, pyramid schemes and yeah, uh, finance and, guys, and MLM so, corporations. Yeah, you know, terrific people. So, <laughs> what we, we live need in, such in a the cool coalition of, of, of Democrats in this country. I love the pivot though of like him saying, "Oh, I'm I've always been a run of the mill democrat," as if like he did not campaign and there are not like literally hundreds of tweets and statements and like verbatim clips of him saying, "I'm a progressive." Like that on be, the news. That might be the first case of someone getting community notes on Twitter to the point they quit their job. Yeah. <laughs> because like the, the social media, ma- there was an ad for a social media manager in that o- office the day after that. So it was like, I can't do this anymore. This is yeah. not what I signed up for. Well, you know, as someone though, who was recently laid off, it's good to know that I have some options. I actually have applied for that position uh, for the Fetterman campaign, um, as well as I'm very much looking into being the uh, head of communications for Operation Underground Railroad. I, I can see you trying to infiltrate uh, Fetterman's office just to like take over his Twitter and post a bunch of like- <laughs>
yeah, that's probably going to cut. <laughs> it was fun, though. Yeah, I'm here for it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, since it's the holiday season. Since we're in the business of good news and it's the holiday season, should we just go ahead now that uh, we've been formally introduced and we've we've already had our guest on for the episode? Should we hit the drop and get right into it? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's do this thing. Oh, sorry, wrong button. Play ball. Mm-hmm. Charge into the hell line. Welcome to hell, motherfucker. Ooh, ooh, ah, 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 disturbed. Uh, pig news, pig news, pig news. Oh boy. Oh boy. Here's a good one that uh, we spent a lot of time in the group chat talking about over the last week. Uh, real tight stuff. Uh, hell line number one no diversity at the university. This is from the Salt Lake Tribune, quote, bordering on evil, unquote, diversity hiring practices at Utah's universities will end in 2024, Cox says. Utah Governor Spencer Cox, who has encouraged Americans to, quote, disagree better, says diversity programs at public colleges and universities have been infiltrated by identity politics. Governor Spencer Cox attacked diversity, equity and inclusion, DIE or DEI programs at Utah's colleges and universities, repeating his assertion that such initiatives foster divisiveness instead of inclusivity during his monthly news conference Wednesday. He also vowed to end a purported requirement that higher education employees must sign a diversity statement as a term of employment. These diversity statements you have to sign to get hired. I think that is awful, bordering on evil. Cox said during the televised news conference, we're forcing people into a political framework before they can apply, even apply for a job <laughs> with the state. While Cox, oh my goodness, I, I, let me let me just finish this because okay. this is this is the this is the real good one. This is this is the juicy bit. While Cox was critical of DEI programs, he did highlight one group that college campuses should focus on: men. You know who is struggling right now in college? When it comes to starting college and finishing college, men have dropped off a cliff over the past 20 years. We don't talk about it much anymore because it used to be the other way, he said, while discussing higher education. Why isn't there a white history month? Yeah. It's, it's the same stuff. It's always like the same thing, too. And like DEI Just say statements. the 14 words. DEI statements are like nothing more than like an HR thing that pretty much just says like, you're not going to be racist, are you? Because if you're racist, then we have this to say that we told you that, you know, we respect diversity here and all that horseshit and everything. So like getting mad at that is like one of the dumbest things I've ever heard of because like it's just HR nonsense that really doesn't do anything substantial, but it's another buzzword that people want to get upset about. Just like, Critical race theory was it's, just like that's exactly what it is. They replaced CRT with D or DEI. Yeah, CRT or DEI or SEL or any of these things that they like to swap out just like because they think like it's turning their kids gay or something. It's just it's the same horseshit ever was. I just but I I do want to say though I respect Governor Cox coming out and saying that he res, he wants to to undo the ban on 
that they force all state contractors to sign saying that they will not boycott the state of Israel <laughs> that they passed in 2021. I think Hell it's really yes. good of him. That, you know, yes. I, th- God damn, that, that rocks. And, and that's honestly shows like the sheer hypocrisy of it. It was like, well, we don't want to force people, you know, into a political statement. Anyway, if you're going to contract with the state in any way, you have to give us a written affidavit saying that you won't ever boycott the state of Israel while you do work with the state of Utah. That's not politics, but saying, hey, don't be openly racist is. Yeah, like don't show up to your job in a swastika T-shirt. Yeah, pretty much it. It's like you're not going to burn a pride flag on campus or something. Right. Yeah, you're not going to show up in a proud boy polo. But like this has become like the new like party line too, and like, yep. and we you saw this a lot on Twitter and everything like that too, where people were just like, I I can't believe he this is who he was in twenty twenty. Well, in twenty twenty, he thought that he could get ahead of everything by like by Trump losing and him pushing like the I'm not a racist and I don't hate gay people line because yeah. he thought like the Republican Party would return to some semblance of normal after that. They didn't. So now he's like, well, shit, I guess I got to walk it back. But also he believes this nonsense, too, because like this is the same stuff that every sort of like 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 room temperature IQ AEI guy pushes. Like, right. This is no different than like him loving like Jonathan Haidt or Ian Rowe or any of the like, nonstop like we got to do something about campus culture bullshit guy. And like this is they've been. Conservatives have been pushing this bullshit for 20 years. <laughs> this was long. stuff they were doing in like the like the Bush era. Dude, this is 60 years. They've been doing this since SDS was holding like demonstrations on campus. And like if you think campus culture is out of control now, what do you think it was in the 60s and 70s when they were right. burning down ROTC buildings? Like, right, right, right. You think this is out of control? This is nothing. Like we talked about this on an episode we did about BYU's like race riots oh, yeah, and like yeah, sporting yeah. events. You had people throwing Molotov cocktails and stuff. Like <laughs> yeah, this right. is nothing compared to that. Like, but you just want to silence things because like this whole idea of like civility, you know, that's just more or less just to make, they see the writing on the wall that they've lost the younger generations 100%. and they're just blaming it on campuses and TikTok. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's an easy scapegoat, and especially with something like TikTok, because you know it's a Chinese company, so therefore it's like you know by proxy it's bad. Oh, they see the polling on what the like the Israel Gaza conflict right now too, and yep. they are scared shitless of it. Oh yeah, almost like doing genocide is bad and unpopular. Yeah, pretty much. But like, it's 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 just ridiculous stuff. Yeah. Like, and I'm going to say – I feel like I say it every episode and I'm going to say it again. There is absolutely no difference between Spencer Cox and the rest of these Republican ghouls. So please, let's stop with the charade and let's stop with the disagree better bullshit, which I've said before and again I will repeat, was nothing more than conditioning for this kind of action. The the only difference between Spencer Cox and Ron DeSantis is about three months. Yeah. Because they're doing the same exact thing, too. Like, Ron uh-huh. DeSantis, like, the way that he's just, like, tore the heart out of, like, colleges in Florida, especially at the new oh, college yeah. and the University of Florida by putting, like, Ben Ass in charge of that and putting, like, Chris Rufo on, like, the board of trustees of, like, the right. new college. Yeah. Like, and it's not, it's no different here in Utah, too. You look at the people he put on the board of higher education here in this state. He yeah. packed it with, like, tech people, church people. And his and, brother. like, 
his shitty cousin who oh, was his cousin. That's right. Who yeah, it's yeah. like fourth cousin or something like that yeah, too, yeah. but they're both from San P County and all that. So who gives a shit? Um, but like, it's all people that have a vested interest in like de- devaluing the academic nature of, of, of universities. Mm-hmm. Like for example, you have fucking Aaron Sconard on that fucking board awesome. who has a vested interest in destroying public education because he thinks that he could probably take over a bunch of chunk of that. Yeah. I mean, and that's, I mean, that's the end goal of this anyway it's to like a it's to control the narrative and and salvage whatever part of their reputation that they can they can get because they know it's deeply unpopular yes and then it's to destroy the public sector so that they can then pawn off the parts and privatize everything and make a boatload of money it's more than just that too. It's also just to make universities just like a tech school for sure. like, for like the tech sector pyramid scheme we're running through right now. Yeah. Like yeah. that's all it really is. Like they don't care about humanities. They don't no. care about No, they just want like we just need computer science degrees and engineers and that's it. Everything else is a waste. And then when no one can do anything anymore because we've just managed to just do nothing but create a bunch of engineers and overpopulate that sector well shit learn to code (laughs) but we have too many code coders now so um (laughs) can you weld right learn a trade yeah it's it's pretty much that all right uh let's move on because that sucks and he sucks to better news uh headline number two more like booty giuliani because he's a broke ass. <laughs> this is uh, from Poli- he's it's so awesome. He's, awesome. he's already like declared like chapter eleven bankruptcy too. Yep. He's like, ah, I'm screwed. From Politico, former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani filed for bankruptcy in New York Thursday as legal bills from his failed efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 election for former President Donald Trump pile up. The file, or the filing coming or comes days after Giuliani, 79, was ordered to pay $148 million in damages to two former Georgia election workers who said their lives were upended after the former Trump lawyer falsely accused them of manipulating ballots during the 2020 election (laughs) according to the chapter 11 filing giuliani holds debts of about 153 million while only claiming up to 10 million dollars in assets the former mayor owes close to 1 million dollars in state and federal taxes and owes millions to several law firms including 1.36 million to davidoff hutcher and citron llp the law firm where giuliani's longtime lawyer robert costello works costello is suing giuliani for unpaid bills and the vast majority of his debts stem from the decision in the case of the Georgia election workers, Ruby Friedman and her daughter, Shay Moss. Rest in piss, Rudy. America! It really is funny that all the people who, like, tried to go to bat for Donald Trump are just getting owned in, like, the Dude, worst it's, it's, possible ways. It's so f- – and, like, Trump could not give a shit – no, he never did. It's like, that's, so it's 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 very funny. Like of all people to go to bat for, yeah. And that was like one of the things too. Is like Rudy was trying to like get some help with his like legal bills from Trump. And Trump was like, no. Yeah, like I mean, it's not. It's it's as if they don't understand that this man has like a fifty year history of just like 
not paying bills uh, of just essentially just throwing everyone to the curb when it yeah. suits him the best. Like that's, that's hilarious to me. He, for a lot yeah, of he'll use you. If you are of use of him, he will put you to work. The second that you are not, Gone. you're dead. Yep. It's, and yet it's, it's happened for decades. Yeah, because he only <laughs> views people as like a transactional thing. Right. Like he he doesn't really care about literally anyone else in even his family too. Like they're yeah. they're only useful to him as, as like a sort of like as like an asset that he can utilize for other things. Yeah. Like it's, it's not really like any sort of relationships or love by any stretch. Like goddamn. It's pretty classic antisocial behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I look forward to an eighty-year-old man doing cameos for the rest of his life because oh my he God, owes man. So fifty funny. million dollars. <laughs> Congratulations! It's Rudy Giuliani. Congratulations on coming out as a furry. This is for you, uh, Bond Patriot. Uh, <laughs> happy thirtieth uh, birthday again. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, this is your 30th, 30th birthday. <laughs> and I just want you to know that I've come back to claim my tits. Well, that's another one, Dan. That's another $25 for the for the account. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. Hellline number three. Frankly, she got what she deserved. This is from NPR. Ruby Frank, the YouTube mom who gave parenting advice. I should say the Utah YouTube mom who gave parenting advice pleads guilty to child abuse. A Utah mother of six who gave parenting advice on YouTube pleaded guilty Monday to child abuse charges and will go to prison for trying to convince her two youngest children they were evil, possessed, and needed to be punished to repent. Ruby Frank stood shackled in gray and white jail clothing as she closed her eyes and took a deep breath before pleading guilty to each of her first three charges. On the fourth... She fought back some emotion before saying, with my deepest regret and sorrow for my family and my children, guilty. In the plea agreement, Frank admits that she tortured her son from May 22nd through August 30th by forcing him into hours of physical tasks, summer work outdoors without adequate water, and repeated and serious sunburns that blistered. He was denied food or given very plain meals, and he was isolated from other people without access to books, notebooks, or electronics. Fuck this lady. Yep. Um, yeah, that's terrible. Um, listen, I don't think all YouTubers are child abusers, but you know, I don't think we should take any chances. Um, (laughs) no, it's, it's, it's a horrible story amongst everything else too. But like, you know, even as like someone I, doesn't really believe in like the rehabilitative nature of prisons like kind of glad to see her get uh, consecutive terms for yeah. for that so i was like mm, yeah you probably should go away for a couple times yeah sucks to suck don't abuse your kids i, I think she's turned on that like other lady too the the mastermind yeah, yeah, yeah. of all this so that's going to be something to watch in the future i don't remember her name or anything like there's there's too many people if you if you go to like things like the ex-Mormon subreddit, there's a bunch of people who are doing the Pepe Sylvia thing, and yep. I don't have the brain power for that. Nope. You can go there and check it out. I refuse to think about this more than a few seconds. 
Yeah. It's fun stuff. Enjoy prison. Yeah. That's that's where you belong. Underneath the jail. <laughs> the jail under the jail. Yep. All right. Hellline number four. Orange Man Bado. From CBS <laughs> News. I'm proud of that one. From CBS News. Colorado's, Colorado Supreme Court rules Trump is disqualified from presidency for January 6th riot. The Colorado Supreme Court ruled Tuesday that former President Donald Trump is disqualified from holding the presidency under the Constitution's so-called insurrection clause and ordered the Secretary of State to exclude his name from the state's Republican presidential primary ballots. The landmark decision from the divided Colorado Supreme Court that Trump cannot hold public office under the Civil War era provision is unprecedented. And it marks the first time a court has found him to be ineligible to return to the White House due to his conduct surrounding the, the January 6, 2021 attack on the U.S. Capitol. Never before has a court determined that a presidential candidate is disqualified under the clause Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. Quote, we conclude that... Because President Trump is disqualified from holding the office of president under Section 3, it would be a wrongful act under the election code for the secretary to list President Trump as a candidate on the presidential primary ballot, the court's majority wrote in an unsigned opinion. Therefore, the secretary may not list President Trump's name on the 2024 presidential primary ballot, nor may she count any write-in votes cast for him. <laughs> Funny. Um, Certainly this – this, this doesn't blow up in anyone's face. Like this is You know, great. the thing is they're right. He they did totally ferment. are. They're hundred <laughs> percent right. Trump should not be able to run for president. Trump should, Trump should be in prison right now. Yeah, they did I mean he did ferment and you know, and uh insurrection within the country. And I mean that's pretty clear at this point yeah. too. And he's facing charges on that in multiple states now. Um, but due to the federal federalization of this country, like there is no good way this ends without it, like essentially like having red states just disqualify Democrats. Oh yeah, for, like, that's exactly what, where this. They're already starting to do that in Texas. Yeah, you're gonna have just like 25 year old FedSoc judges be like, "Well, uh, you were at a BLM protest in 2020, and that was also an insurrection, according to the opinion of myself." And you yep. are not able to run for president or any political office anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, like that's just what it's going to come down to. And it's like, it's, it's, it could just be like one of those things that they just let happen just because they just don't want Trump in office anymore. Yep. Or it could be one of those things where it's just like a tipping point where half the states disqualify Democrats and half the states disqualify Republicans. And then like two states rely on like the, about the presidential. Yeah, right. We're kind of already there with the electoral college to begin with. Yeah, This, is, but I, this, I, kind, of, this kind of just like solidifies it. If it goes the route that we think it might go because yeah. Yeah, so, this this doesn't seem like I'm with you. I I feel like this is this is honestly they're correct in this decision. I don't think that the fallout is something that I'm that we're going to be all that stoked on. This is not something you do at a state level. Yeah, just because of the stakes of that. Like that's right. the problem. That's like, the it, fall, it, that's the yeah that's the domino effect. Yes, is that because it's like this is the inverse of this is. Uh, red states doing this to Democrats because once again, like state governments alone is the dumbest creation of any sort of like hundred percent Republican government ever. Yeah, like just the fact that you all have this like 
this tiered of system of government where like once they would be like, ah, no, we're not going to listen to you. We're just going to do our own thing. And like, there's not really a whole lot you can do about it because the state Supreme court ruled on it. So like, I don't, I don't know what the end results are going to be. Like, does the Supreme court have the ability to determine state's election laws? I don't know. Yeah. Like that's limited to the state. So great system we have here. It's very, very, you know what? Again, all I can hope for is because um, we're utterly powerless and there's nothing that really can be done, and we live in a completely decaying, decaying empire. Uh, I'm I'm here for the funniest possible outcome, and this seems like there's uh, they're getting the ball rolling on something like that. Ah, yes, Felix's razor. <laughs> well, all right, should we uh, should we get into the the meat and potatoes of this episode? Yes, we should. So, for the rest of the episode, we have a nice reading series from our favorite people at the Deseret God, News. I love these people. We really owe them an edible arrangement. No, we just brew friends with Sarah. That's good enough. Yeah, that works. <laughs> so this is by Samuel Benson, and it's titled "The Next College Activists: Retirees." <laughs> <laughs> yes. Turning Point USA's Perfect. annual conference was supposed to attract high school and college age activists, but this week's America Fest in Phoenix was overrun by retirees. R- real sustainable Wait, where was movement. It again? You got there. It was in Phoenix. Well, yeah, of course. That's what you get for hosting your your conference in Phoenix, Arizona. Do you understand you the demographic? Hosted, you also hosted it during finals week, you fucking dipshit. <laughs> this rules. Turning Point USA has a specific brand, conservative, loud, and young. That's the image. It's 30 year Charlie Kirk's only 30? Oh, my God. Holy shit. That dude. Dude, why is... He needs to lay off the bottle. Holy fuck. Conservatism just absolutely ages people in dog years. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's the, <laughs> that's He's the 30? Yeah. Oh. That's the year it's 30-year-old founder Charlie Kirk is cultivated, and it's the foot they put forward first at America Fest, the group's annual flagship gathering. Per Kirk, it's the largest multi-day conservative event in the history of the country. I don't think that's true, <laughs> but okay. The announcement elicited cheers from thousands of college-age attendees packed into the Phoenix Convention Center over the weekend. Moments earlier, Kirk had been welcomed on stage by flashing strobe lights, floor-shaking techno music, and 12-foot-tall spark fountains. Probably a good thing John Fetterman wasn't there. <laughs> uh, but the country's fastest-growing campus advocacy organization has found a foothold with a group of off-campus activists, too. Retirees flocked to America Fest in droves, buying up general admission passes and organizing carpool rides. While high school and college aid students filled the convention center's reserve seats near the stage, many, if not most, of the middle and back seats were occupied by an older group of activists. Hell, I love that this is just a Facebook (laughs) uncle convention. And in the auditorium's adjoining vendor hall, gray-haired attendees shopped at booths stocked with essential oils, back pain remedies, and life insurance quotes. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is so good. It's just well, it's just perfect because it like it proves that like a what we've said from the fucking beginning of this show is 
that conservatism is a dying brand in this country. Yes. And it's wholly unpopular and like with younger generations. And this is just a final push to cater to a dying generation. And, and then B it's a complete fucking grift. And like also on top of that too, like they say it's the largest conservative student advocacy group in the country. Sure. I'll give you that because there isn't other. I was going to say is, are there any others? Yeah, I guess like Young Americans for Freedom or anything like that, too. But like if you've ever seen TPUSA on a campus, and at the U, I've seen them a few times, too. It's generally three to five of the strangest people on any campus in any given time that were kicked out of the young Republicans for sharing Nazi memes. Yeah, it's the uh, the roller backpack kids. Yeah, it's the roller backpack kids, the kids who have been carrying a briefcase to school since they were in junior high and, you know. You know, the strange ones. It's, it's the it's the Nick Mullen bit about Ben Shapiro going up to a bunch of black people and saying, excuse me, who let the dogs out? <laughs> it's all former Romney staffers who yes. got really into the Turner Diaries. The guys who it's yeah, it's the guys who drink a 24 ounce glass of milk at dinner. Yeah, <laughs> but like, th- but like also at the same point too. Like they're not that big on campus because no. they're fucking nerds, and nobody likes them. Just loser energy. You can feel it emote like them putting up a booth near the entrance to like the Marriott Library. You can see like the parting of students like go around them to avoid them. Right. Like it, it's a kind of an interesting phenomenon because you just see like, nope, not engaging with that. I just need to get the hell away from this. Mm-hmm. Which anyway. bravo, you are all very brave college students, and I yeah, you, applaud you. You're, you're very brave standing up to the the liberal bastion that is Utah. Right. <laughs> all right, back to this thing. Yes, please. Why would retirees show up to a convention geared towards teens and young adults? Quote, because the message is the same for us, Gerald LaFon72 said. Now I've got to go home and get on my Facebook page and spread the word. <laughs> you yes. yes. Nothing says young like I got to put this on, on my Facebook. Facebook. With my group of uh, neighborhood watch people who are just God. gearing to get into a gunfight with a gangbanger. God, that is that is perfect. The, it, these are the these are the exact people who who conflate posting with activism. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. These are the people that are in the comments of every local newspaper oh, newspaper God, story yes. about local crime. We're just like they wouldn't try that with me. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I would I would have shot them. And it's about like I don't know someone stealing a Snickers bar or something. Yeah, it's like, the it's the Provo guy who got domed by the FBI. They wouldn't come to my house because I'm a badass. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's see. We got to get back to this. America Fest was advertised as an invitation only event, suggesting students could get passes through their school chapters. But many of the adult attendees said they ordered tickets online. And upon arrival, they were given lanyards and badges with their names, just like the younger attendees. The lone difference? At the bottom of their badges, adult was written in small letters. (laughs) (laughs) 
this is wait, this isn't a parody. This isn't an onion article. No, it's not. Parentheses, Turning Point did not return to request for a demographic breakdown of its attendees. I'm a man! I'm 40! Oh, it's it's so funny that like we have to like separate the kids from the adults to make sure that you know <laughs> Do they have separate tables in the dining hall? Uh, I think it was more for like the kids' protection just because like Yeah. Pedocon is real, just saying that. Yeah. Just saying. I'm sure there were quite a few of them like, I'm gonna go to TP USA Fest. And you know I'm getting a girlfriend. I'm getting a girlfriend. Seventeen year old girlfriend, let's go. Judas Priest. <laughs> Many, LaFon included, are already spreading the word. LaFon is part of a small San Diego based group of retirees, quote, Patriots for Freedom, that formed during yes. COVID 19 pandemic yes. to protest California's lockdown on mask wearing requirements. Yeah, LaFon yes. moved to Virginia last year, but he stayed in touch with the Southern California activists who hold small street corner rallies each week in protest of whatever issue they feel strongly about at that moment, from critical race theory to ballot fraud to California's mileage tax. LaFon moved from California to Virginia so he could spend more time. With Robert E. Lee statues. He, he wanted to get closer to the Capitol for when the next time <laughs> it happens. Uh, Listen, Charlottesville, incredibly close. I, I really love the fact that they just formed like the busybody caucus. Like God, we have to get man. mad about something every week. They're, they're literally the meme of the removing the chip and putting a new chip in. Yes, exactly. This is awesome. <laughs> That's what these people are. That's literally it. We yes. just get mad about a new thing every week. Every week. Every week. <laughs> Do I know what that thing is thoroughly? Absolutely not. Am I foaming at the mouth because I'm so angry? Also, absolutely yes. When someone sent a message into the in the Patriots for Freedom group chat about the God Turning damn. Point event, they decided to go as a group. LaFon flew from Virginia to San Diego, where six group members met him. They split up into cars and drove for six hours to Phoenix. Why wouldn't you just fly to Phoenix? Why add a six-hour drive? You Don't think about it. They split up into cars and drove the six hours to Phoenix, arriving in matching T-shirts. Awesome. This this is so cool. This youth event is just sounding like a... I bet those cars smelled crazy. This is like what grandmas do to go see Neil Diamond. Right. This is this is amazing. God, imagine oh. you're like the one generation who could retire and this is what you're doing with your life. Can you imagine if you were like actually one of these young conservatives and all you're seeing is just like boomers from wall to wall and you're just like, oh no. I picked a loser. <laughs> Other America Fest attendees arrived more organically. Douglas Gregory, 81, and Barbara Breer, 80, heard about the conference during one of Charlie Kirk's Freedom Nights, a political event hosted by a Phoenix-area non-denominational Christian church. Quote, I've just been a fan of Charlie Kirk for years, Gregory said. God. These are just like old people who are getting radicalized by the internet. Right. That's, yeah. It's, it's kind of amazing to just like watch this too. God, it's going to be so cool to see the case studies coming out of this generation in like 50 years about like the damage inflicted by Facebook. <laughs> it is crazy. Like they complain about TikTok and they complain of like, but like the real damage was done on Facebook by all these people who were just like, you, you might as well just put a shotgun barrel to their head. Yeah, absolutely. 
just completely point, void of any sort of critical thinking. Oh, absolutely. If Turning Point advertised the event towards young attendees, its vendors seemed to be aware that an older crowd would also be in attendance. One booth stocked with essential oils and other products offered, quote, a lifelong vitality pack. Another advertised life insurance with, quote, conservative Every values. vitality pack is a lifelong vi- vitality pack. These, <laughs> you as a human being have an expiration date, you fucking nonce. Uh, another advertised life insurance with, quote, conservative values endorsed by Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> so what those conservative values of just taking your money? But the longest line by far was to test a machine that promised to relieve back pain in 10 minutes. Yes. (laughs) Onlooker stepped onto a hoverboard-shaped platform, pressed a button, and tried to maintain balance while a powerful vibration left their legs, thighs, and glutes pulsating. (laughs) Oh, it's just like one of those, like, shaking platforms. Yeah, it's it's essentially just like a chiropractic contraption. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. This oh rules. my goodness. I, this is this is how we Logan run like like the older generations. We just like we just put a back pain sign on something and just like put them in the contraption. That's like an itchy and scratchy sketch. <laughs> it kind of is. Attendees could buy merchandise at any number of the other booths. Bedazzled purses in the shape of a pistols lay next to quote finish the wall hats. Two different I can't vendors. think of anything more perfectly Facebook conservative facebook mom than a bedazzled pistol purse this country <laughs> rules <laughs> just, it's awesome. just like the perfect perfect cocktail of conservative paranoia and consumerism that is those are the cornerstones of all of this <laughs> fear and give me your money uh, two different vendors sold Trump one flags and T-shirts with Trump's mugshot. One table offered bottled water labeled "Woke Tears," rail- retailing at it's December twenty twenty three, and you're still selling Trump one. <laughs> Jesus, man! Another shirt, another sold shirt that read, "Jesus was accused of insurrection too." <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And based on how much you guys love Jew, Jewish people, I can't imagine how much you would enjoy hanging out with Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. God. But the main attraction, of course, were the speakers. Kirk spoke, as did Tucker Carlson. Mike Lindell. Wow. What's going on? <laughs> what is going on with the youth? Oh, wow. Ben Carson's still alive. Uh, Ben Carson, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, Vivek Ramswamy, uh, Senator Ted Cruz, and Glenn Beck. You know, the the murderous row of what appeals to young people. Yeah. Fresh off his his OUR divorce. Is literally any of those people below the age of 50 besides like maybe Tulsi? How, uh, all right, I'm going to look up how old uh, Tulsi Gabbard is right now. She's got to be right there, right? She's got to be like 45 or something like that. Yeah, let's see. She's 42. Yeah, okay, so that okay. makes sense. But yeah, like Kirk and like Tulsi are the only ones below the age of like 50 in that whole yeah. crowd. That's that, yeah, that's youth right there. Um, mm-hmm. Of the dozen attendees I spoke to Monday, Carlson was the runaway favorite. He spoke about seeking and promoting truth. 
Earlier in the week, Carlson said he's, quote, open to theories that the Earth is flat and the moon landing was staged. Man, he fell off a fucking cliff. Those those, uh, numbers on X just must be brutal. Yeah. He's doing the Bill O'Reilly bit now. That's that's wonderful. That's terrific. Couldn't happen to a better guy. <laughs> and all because he was a little weird around around uh around uh what's his name's fiance. Rupert Murdoch. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> a little that's too Jesus funny. freaky around Rupert Murdoch's fiance. Or like, nope. Yeah. Both you can't go. do that to Logan Roy, man. Nope. You were unserious people. <laughs> Among retirees, the next most popular speaker was Jonathan Isaac, the professional basketball player who made headlines in 2020 after he refused to kneel for the national anthem or wear a, quote, Black Lives Matter shirt. And he then, spoke to attendees about resilience and moral courage. And then promptly tore his ACL for the sixth time walking down the stairs. <sighs> I appreciate Jonathan Isaacs because he's that one person that actually shows like Heinz Cantor's like theory is completely off. Yeah. It's like, no, you didn't you didn't lose your spot in the NBA because you're outspoken. You lost it because you're terrible. Because you're literally the worst defensive big man in the league. <laughs> His wife, Takita Nicole, is a Christian rapper and she performed a song. Her segment was less popular among the older crowd. Quote, I don't like that kind of so-called music, end quote, retiree Jerry Washburn said. It's like the action Bronson clip of him uh, performing in a nursing home. You allowed that gangster music in this place? I just listened to Mike Lindell tell me that the demons of Earth have opened up and are voting Democrat. And then you allowed the demonic rap music in here. I love it. It's so great. I love this so much. Wow. (laughs) On Sunday, the conference held a strong church worship night, complete with a Christian rock band and a sermon from a pastor. Kirk himself delivered a sermon as well. To a place where Trump won. Later, others spoke about eradicating wokeism in the church. Oh, God, the church are the churches are woke now. All of them are woke, man. I know know we have a woke pope, but man, it's so funny that they just have like a red scare, except for like any sort of like real ideology. They have to point towards like this, like amalgamation of like things than just call it woke. (sighs) It would be so funny if there ended up being like splinter cells in like evangelicalism because they think they think that or like in Christianity as a whole, like just just like like (laughs) terrorist factions. I'm dead serious. I say the next step is a lot of these guys just become religions because they're like reeling against wokeism and. I'm dead serious when I say like the next logical step is they just become Mormon. Well, you see it in Mormonism alone. There are so like like when uh, who's the prophet again who came out and like asked people to like wear masks and be and get that was Nelson. Yeah, yeah. he's still alive. Yeah, but like like that's the thing. Like they're not gonna do that again. Um, Mm -hmm. But like with everyone starting to like be upset with like the woke pope and all that. Yeah, like the tradcats. I can see the tradcats just becoming Mormon. Like that's. We're going to get so many new Red Scare podcasts. Oh, my God. If Dasha becomes Mormon, I, I feel like you just have to like. <laughs> That's the 
logical end point. I'm, I'm walking into the sea, man. I'm filling my pockets with rocks, and I'm walking into the Anna sea. Anna and Dasha taking the sacrament. Good God. That fucking owns. That's so funny. I, I'd have to get offline because I don't think I could take that. <laughs> Like I would, I would just lock myself in the cellar somewhere and just be like, nope, nope, nope. We're just going to ride this one out for a couple of years. Cause I, I, I can't. Red scare podcast featuring Jimmy Rex. God. <laughs> All <sighs> right. Let's, let's put a bow on this thing. Uh, on Sunday, the conference. <laughs> quote there is so much jesus here it's incredible gregory 81 <laughs> said there is more jesus here than in the church there's so this much is like jesus Gre- folks we're this overwhelmed is like, this is why gregory comes to these events he says to see the next generation of conservative leaders which we said that there was only two that was below the age of 50 and as he spoke to me his eyes filled with tears quote if your generation younger don't pick up the cross we're totally lost amen brother <laughs> You know what? This is just a story of me of people who got who, who got radicalized on the internet and decided to go to a training camp. Yeah, it's exceptionally funny. This rules again. I just want to reiterate: we're talking about the one generation left in this country who has the ability to retire. Yes. And this is what they're spending their retirement and their retirement money on. Imagine you are one of like 3% of the American population who has a pension. Yes. And you're spending it on a cross-country flight from Virginia to San Diego to then attend a Turning Point USA conference in Phoenix, Arizona. And, and then you're gonna limp, and you're gonna limp out of that thing because Doctor Patriot somehow did a, a did a cross grapple on your neck, and then like right. you can't feel anything on the left side of your body now. But you know that's just how it's supposed to be for a couple yeah. of days. It's it's not that chiropractic is just the you know every single chiropractor uh, deserves to be in Gitmo. That's my hot take. Yes. The, the fact that like chiropractic stuff is actually like allowed in this country is still like absurd to me to a high degree. It's insane. One of the great rackets in American history. <laughs> anyway, it, it's, it's, that was fun. Can, can we just talk about how it's just really stupid that there is a youth Patriot movement that relies on people having expendable income to actually go attend those things. Yeah. And then they're shocked at this. Just like nothing, but like retirees. Yeah. A bunch of like a bunch of people swimming in student debt. Hey, come <laughs> take a trip in the middle of finals week. And, and that's why you end up with just like, you know, Patriot life insurance and, um, yeah. So you can, bullshit. you can listen to, Colton Blurpin blobble speak. <laughs> some guy named some guy named Trip Carey. I, I did see that Trent Staggs was there too. You know, he keeping the dream alive, running for Romney's seat, which is funny because he's still pulling, pulling at seven percent, and so he pulls out the big guns of Carey Lake. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, man, no one's buying that. Yeah, just like hitching your wagon to the absolute dredges. Of the Republican Party, like does 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 Carrie Lake even have a job in politics? She no, lost she, the election. She, she never won. Yeah, 
like he's the type of dude who would like tout a Blake Masters endorsement. Yeah. Like, you know, we just got to we just got to try really hard. And then like Phil Lyman was there, too. And I'm just like there's people that are running this thing. I mean, it's all just like it's emanating like loser energy. It totally is. It's like, all right, man, you can go to the to the retiree young conference. And, you know, I'm sure that'll get you. Yeah. Dozens of votes. It'll get you dozens of votes. And, you know, you'll go on, you know, some podcasts of some people who think that, you know, um, Hillary Clinton drinks the blood of babies and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And you'll get maybe another two or three votes. Good fun stuff. Good fun stuff. Well, Merry Christmas, folks. Oh, yes, yeah, it's Christmas. I hope <laughs> you enjoyed our gift to you. Us talking about the most depressing event on God's green earth. It's really, I don't know. I find it funny. I think. Oh, it's hilarious. It really is too. But like, if I was there too, like, man, I, I need to get the hell out of here. Yeah. That's why when everyone like suggests to us, like you need to go to these events too. It's like, no, we did alpha con and it was bad and we got kicked out. (laughs) Yeah, we did. That was fun. Uh, uh, anyway, um, patreon.com slash Brigham Young Money. If you give us money, maybe we will go to these things. Yeah, there we go. There we go. You finance it, we'll attend. Exactly. You buy us a ticket to go to these things, and then we'll go and then just yell, wow, at Mike Lindell many wow! times until he tries I to I would love nothing more than to get an autograph from you, sir. Mr. Lindell, I want you to know you gave me the courage to get off amphetamine. Can you shine my bent spoon in aluminum foil? Mr. Lindell, I just want you to know your pillow made me lose feeling on the left side of my body. <laughs> you just your pillow gave me Bell's palsy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. All right. On that note, uh, yeah, again, patreon.com. I just want you to know, I don't hold you responsible for that. Uh, Take care of each other, folks. It's the holidays. It's the happiest time of the year. Uh, Yeah. Do what you can to avoid your uncle this holiday You know what? He's probably already tuckered out from going to TPUSA America Fest, so you're going to be okay. Just, just leave them alone, folks. We'll, uh, we'll see you. I don't know, probably early next year. I'm headed to the desert for a week. We'll see. Maybe we'll do something. I yeah. don't know. We'll do. Is that Nixon? I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Just, just let it ride, man. Bell's palsy, Richard Nixon. <laughs> uh, I think that was him right before he died from a stroke. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, but we'll be back to. Henry, I think our, they're coming for me. Our next episode. Can you let me finish? No. We're going to do a recap next episode of what was an incredible year that we all loved. So, and then, you know, we're, we're full steam ahead. 2024 election season is upon us. And uh, I don't know, maybe gay Bane has more sex in the Senate. Henry Kissinger died this year. That's he was something. not the only one who got his back blown out in the Senate. That's what killed him. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye, folks. Same thing with Diane Feinstein. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>